Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today's episode is going to be episode number 191, and it is a very special episode because it's the first episode this year. So, Happy New Year to you, and uh, to my Chinese students, I want to say, um, so, the, the last episode we had was um, in December before Christmas, and then we had Christmas, we had uh, New Year, December 31st, we had uh, January 1st, and then from there we we went on to the Chinese Spring Festival, and the Chinese Spring Festival has just come to an end. So today is February 1st, and this is the first episode of this year, 2023. This is your regular host, Teacher D, signing in from our studios in Shanghai. I would like to wish everybody a very, very um, positive 2023. Remember, in 2022, we had a big problem that we were living under uh, COVID-19 restrictions and a lot of things were not moving normally. We were indoors and from time to time we had lockdowns and um, it was very, very difficult to move around. Schools were not regular. Students were not studying comfortably because um, at school you have to put on a mask and then you have to do testing every day. So all that has been lifted. Um, China decided to lift COVID-19 measures. So now um, life is a little bit more convenient and people can travel, people can, you know, people don't have to take the COVID test every day uh, like before. So we are hoping that this year, 2023, will be a much better year than the previous two years. So um, with that, I want to wish everybody the best of 2023. I know you must have set your new year goals. There are people who want to do new things. You have uh, new hobbies, someone to study English, someone to travel abroad, someone to change and go to an international school. I'm thinking of my Chinese students who will be resuming school uh, early in March. Some of them maybe uh, by February 15th they will go back to school but I know most schools will reopen on March 1st here in China so I want to wish all of you a very exciting year full of positive accomplishments because a lot of people uh, lost their businesses because of COVID-19 some people lost their businesses some lost their jobs um, you know, a lot of plans that people had, even going back home to reunite with family, a lot of people were not able to do that during the two years of COVID restrictions. So hopefully this year, 2023, is beginning on a positive note and will continue like that throughout the year. Everybody will be happy. You will have breakthroughs in whatever plans you have. And by this time next year, we should be laughing, uh, looking at our achievements and laughing over them. So we are going to continue with our little contribution that can make your life easier. Here 
um, on this podcast, what we do is we we give you tips on learning English so that if English is not your first language, listening to this podcast can help you improve your English and that can change something in your life. It could help you pass a standardized test like IELTS or TOEFL or SAT. It could help you um, get a visa to travel to other countries like Canada, the UK, Australia, USA. So um, that is the reason why we have this podcast and uh, we try to help students with basic tips that can help them improve their English. We also have um, content on this podcast that teachers, teachers who are teaching English as a second language can use to uh, maybe warm up their lessons or as an exercise, you can ask your students to listen to particular episodes of this podcast and then that can be a subject of discussion during your ESL lesson. So with that, we are going to continue with our usual content and we usually present our content here in the forms of a series. We have a series on a particular theme and then uh, when we exhaust that series, we move on to a new theme. So before the year 2022 came to an end, we were on a series of how to approach IELTS, which is a very, very popular exam. Uh, IELTS means the International English Language Testing System. A lot of students have to take this test if they want to study in a country like Canada, the UK, Australia, um, America, Ireland, many countries around the world will require your IELTS scores to prove that your English proficiency is good enough for you to study in that country. So. Uh, to end 2022, we gave a lot of tips on how to approach your IELTS test. Uh, to begin with 2023, we're going to move on a little bit to something new, not very new, but uh, this can still be useful to those who want to take standardized tests, but we want to focus on vocabulary, vocabulary building. Vocabulary, your vocabulary foundation is what determines your actual level of English. If you do not have the words and the expressions, you do not have the necessary words and expressions, it's very difficult to be fluent. It's very difficult for you to express yourself correctly. So um, we, we focus a lot on vocabulary. And so to begin this year, we thought we should do another series. This is not the first series on vocabulary. We should do another series um, on vocabulary. And this time around, we're going to use a different approach. This approach is um, we're going to select words that are considered general words. So a general word is a word that refers to something that people understand, but does not really give specific meaning, does not really say exactly what you want to say. So when you start learning English at a very basic level, you will see that there are a lot of words that you use, but these words just have a general sense. They have a broad sense. And so people kind of understand what you want to say. 
but most native English speakers they ask you another question like what do you really mean what kind of because the word that you used was giving a generous sense so people didn't really get the specific meaning of what you meant and sometimes they will ask you another question let me give you an example uh, a basic English speaker somebody who is just uh, at a beginner's level will say a sentence like my mom is a good woman okay my mom is a good woman we understand we, we kind of understand she's a good woman so generally speaking the adjective good gives us a generous sense of what your mom is you know the adjective good tells us that well she is someone someone you should not be afraid of she she does nice things okay but but as you as you learn English and you improve your vocabulary you then have to learn how to use more specific words words that give more specific meaning to the general word that you, you used so um, if I want to continue with the example I have just given you the word good gives us a general meaning of how a person is but somebody could ask you a further question what is good about her what is good about her that means now you have to use another word you need another adjective that refers to how good someone can be so good could have many meanings your mom could be a good woman because she gives you money every day. Your mom could be a good woman because she cleans the house. She could be a good woman because she, you know, she's very kind. She likes to share with other people. She could be a good woman because she's very understanding. She could be a good woman because she cooks delicious food. I mean, there are so many ways you can look at the word good. So that's why we say good is the kind of adjective that is so generous, so broad in meaning that you don't really someone will still want to know what is good about your mom now that means you give you need to you need another adjective you can say she is very generous okay now generous is a kind of generosity is a kind of good right if somebody is generous that person is a good person but not all good people are generous do you see the difference here Somebody could be a good person, but not generous. But a generous person is a good person. So if one student said, my mom is a good person, and another student said, my mom is a good person, she is so generous. Now the second student makes more sense because the second adjective tells us more about what you what you really want to say when you say your mom is a good person so in this new theme this new vocabulary series we will be looking at these kind of words in English and there's so many of them we'll be looking at words that give a general meaning and we do understand that general meaning but to be more specific you should be able to give other words other words that uh, give details that help us to comprehend more what you really intended to say so I gave you the example of good you can think of the opposite which is bad when you say this is a bad boy well 
what is bad about him? You can look at bad from many, many aspects. Maybe he's bad because he doesn't do his homework. Maybe he is bad because he uses bad words on other people. He calls people names. Maybe he is bad because he's not respectful. Maybe he is bad because he's careless. Maybe he is bad because uh, he comes home late every night and, you know, things like that. Maybe he is bad because he bullies other children. Maybe he is bad because he doesn't take care of himself. He loses his things. And so there's so many things you can say about the word bad. So if you said somebody is bad, you should be ready to make a second sentence that will tell us what makes the person bad. That second sentence adds more meaning to the first sentence. That second sentence is like an explanation of the first sentence. If you do that, you will realize that your vocabulary will get better and better. Because every word you use, you will be looking for another word that explains the first adjective. And then your English, you will be, the kind of English you speak will make more precise meaning and people will understand you better and better. So now that you understand how this theme is going to work, we're going to take one general word in each episode. We will take one general word and then we'll try to look into, um, you know, different words that you can use to talk about that one general word. And so, uh, as a first example, the one that we're going to discuss in this episode will be seafood. It's about food because, you know, the festive period, we have just gone through a festive period. We had Christmas, we had the New Year, and then now we had the Spring Festival. So, one thing that people would love to talk about during the festive period is food the food that you have and you see just the word food is already one of those words that is very general and then uh if you say food people will ask you what kind of food right and then maybe you go further to say seafood ah chinese food japanese food uh american food um african food when you give this other words, you are trying to make the first word that you use, food. You are trying to add more meaning to the first word that you use, which was food. So when you say, during the spring festival, I had a lot of food. Okay. Someone will probably ask you a question. What kind of food did you have? Say, I had a lot of Chinese food. Now see how I can extend the question again. What kind of Chinese food did you have? Um, I had um, Sichuan food. What kind of Sichuan food did you have? I had um, hot pot. What kind of hot pot did you have? I had spicy hot pot. So you can keep going and you can keep going. This is how, this is what makes English really interesting. And this is also what makes vocabulary in English very, very extensive. Because with one word that you use, we can keep asking you to add more meaning to that word. So you can see I moved from food to Chinese food and then the kind of Chinese food. And then, you know, you can just add more and more meaning. So um, my students brought up this idea 
I'm going to uh, talk about seafood because a lot of students talk about seafood. We had seafood and in many countries of the world, seafood is actually referred to, uh, I mean, seafood is considered to be uh, fancy. You know, like if you have a date and somebody takes you to a seafood restaurant, it's considered, you know, a good date. It's like the person is really trying to impress you. And in the same light, seafood is usually more expensive than, you know, non-seafood. Um, if you go to seafood restaurants, you will notice that the menu has a large variety of items that probably you don't know their names, things that you don't know how to refer to them. So to avoid this difficulty of naming these items, people just use the general word seafood. So, um, and seafood can be used as a noun and can be used as an adjective. So people will tell you something like, let's go to a seafood restaurant. Let's go to a seafood restaurant. What kind of restaurant? A seafood restaurant. What kind of dinner did you have? A seafood dinner. Uh, what kind of food did you have? Seafood. So the word seafood has become quite popular. And one student pointed something very, pointed out something very interesting. One student said, teacher, seafood, does it mean this food comes from the sea? Because uh, there's some seafood that doesn't really come from the sea. So it was interesting and uh, we, we, we were having this lesson and uh, it was a vocabulary lesson. So we started brainstorming on different kinds of seafood, trying to name them and see whether they actually come from the sea. And then we found out, yeah, there's some seafood that does not really come from the sea. Maybe it comes from, it could come from the river, it could come from the lake. It, it, it could even come from a swampy area, just a swampy area. So. Uh, Referring to it as seafood is just a name in English that refers to a certain category of food. Doesn't really mean all that, all those things come directly from the sea. So you see, that's even the, that's even the reason why you have to uh, use more specific words to give more precise meaning to those words when you say seafood. So uh, the question we're talking about here is. If you told someone that you had seafood during this festive period and the person asked you, what kind of seafood did you have? What items of seafood did you have? Do you realize the second question is more difficult to answer? And some people like my students are very fond of that. My students would just smile and say, oh, it was just seafood. So, because they don't know what words to use to refer to those things and seafood is very tricky because a lot of things look very similar but are not actually the same so you really have to be a vocabulary expert to be able to name use the correct names take for example something like shrimp you have shrimp uh, many people know what shrimp is but if I wanted to confuse you, I would say shrimp or prawns or lobsters or 
crayfish or crawfish can you imagine i've just said like four words and if this was like a video it was not an audio it was a video i would show you the pictures and if you looked at the pictures of those you'll be like whoa they look almost the same they look alike but somebody who doesn't pay attention close attention to pictures you'll feel like nah it's confusing but they're different they're all different and uh on this podcast page i'm going to put up a link there will be a link in this podcast page and if you follow that link you will be able to download 40 words 40 words that refer to different kinds of seafood you will love it because the words will come with pictures the words will come with pictures so you will be able to see the word and see the picture so you will realize maybe it's something you actually eat every day but you just don't know how that thing is called in english all you know is that it's some kind of seafood so we prepared a list of 40 seafood items with pictures so if you're listening to this podcast i would recommend you follow that link go and download those words and we arrange them in ppt format we also have them in pdf format so if you download them you can now save them on your computer or on your phone and you can play with those words and pictures if you are a member of a study group many students study as a group maybe you have a group of five friends classmates and you usually study english together fine this is something you can use as a game uh, for example there's an idea for a game you can you can print out the pictures and then cut out the words and then you can you know play with matching the pictures with the words you can hold up each picture and ask your friend to say the name or your friend can hold the names up and ask you to find the pictures that match those names there's so many ways to play with this and at the end of the day you'll be able to master 40 words that refer to seafood you will see all kinds of delicious seafood that you love um, so 40 words that's a lot all of them seafood and if when you go to a decent seafood restaurant actually you can see most of those words on the menu the menu usually has a lot of those words so for us to compile this list we had to visit a real seafood restaurant and look at their menu so you will find it very very interesting as i said you have shrimp you have uh, crabs you have uh, crawfish crayfish prawns you have lobsters you have abalone you have shells you have all kinds of seafood you can imagine so now if you are a teacher if you are an ESL teacher this can also be a very very good uh, thing for you you can use it as teaching material uh, vocabulary teaching materials especially if you are teaching the lesson uh, food 
food items or maybe you're teaching something about restaurant you can make that a real fun class you can download the powerpoint version of this uh, material and you can actually do a slideshow in your lesson and the students will be excited some of them will get hungry just looking at those pictures uh, so this is useful for English learners and also useful for English teachers as I said at the beginning of this episode um, on this podcast page we will post a link the link will go directly to uh, to my website I have a website dntacademy.org if you go to the website you can find a lot of other materials that you can download for learning English but this we will give you the specific link that will point you directly to the material that we are talking about and hopefully you will enjoy this uh, vocabulary learning exercise and you will send us comments about the list it's a very extensive list and um, with that i think we will come to the end of this episode this first episode of 2023 just to recapitulate this was about introducing a new theme which will be how to use more specific words to explain to express yourself instead of using words that give just a general meaning and the first theme is that of seafood we have 40 different words that refer to different kinds of seafood you will find the download link you will download them and you will enjoy and uh, in the next episode we will probably bring you another list with that we come to the end of our episode for today this is teacher d signing off see you in the next episode and have a wonderful Wednesday.